Hello and welcome to The Game Show, Outcasting's LGBTQ trivia show, where we discuss the news, LGBTQ facts, and more. The format is very simple. Each contestant will prepare three questions on three separate topics and take turns posing and eventually discussing these questions with the other contestant. The person who properly answers the most questions or makes the most puns is the winner. Today's contestants, fellow outcaster Andrew and myself, Drew. How are you, Andrew? I'm good, I'm good. How are I'm you, I'm glad Drew? to hear it. Uh, I'm doing pretty well myself, you know? It's good. We had some brownies earlier, so... We did. They were very good. good. Thank Cuts you. to you. Okay. So, should we move right into it? Oh, yeah. So, because you're the guest, uh, I'm going to let you hit me with the first question. So, whenever you're ready. All right. So, my first question is, in a recent psychology study... Subjects were found to be more likely to question a man's sexuality if he used a particular item. What was it? A. Sunglasses. B. Reusable shopping bags. C. Coupons. Or D. Pattern phone cases. I will go with reusable shopping bags because I, I read something about like recycling. Ding, ding, ding. Is that related to the thing about people being perceived as homosexual if they recycle? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. It might be similar or covered in a, hmm. by the same research team or a similar study. Yeah, that's a bit of a ridiculous stereotype. <laughs> yeah, and it was interesting. This one wasn't actually, it wasn't just um, like generally being eco-friendly. It showed similar mm-hmm. stereotypes like with women who like cock their windows to be more eco-friendly mm-hmm. or perceived as more masculine. So just, it was sort of like, yeah. it depends on like what your gender role is and mm-hmm. what you do to be eco-friendly. I just weird. don't understand the logic behind, oh, you want to save the earth? You're gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just no, makes no sense. Absolutely like, not. These things become so arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't, we're not an environmental talk show. We are an LGBTQ talk show. But um, quick word on the environment. <laughs> um, climate change is real. It's not a hoax. That's it. Reusable shopping bags are important. Yes. It doesn't matter if people think you're gay. Who cares if people think you're gay? At least you're saving the environment. Yeah. And being gay is not a bad thing. It's 2019, people. Yeah. Okay. So now on to my first question. Which company recently cast its first openly transgender model? Was it A, Chanel, B, Victoria's Secret, C, Lululemon, or D, Ina Murata, which is Emily Ratajkowski's swimmer line? I don't know who that is, but I do know the answer. It is Victoria's Secret. That is correct. And this news of them casting their first openly transgender model actually came less than a year after them saying openly as a brand that they would never cast a transgender model. So that is, you know... A great step in the name of progress. Along with the news of a transgender model being hired, Ed Razek, who is one of the heads of marketing at Victoria's Secret, he had previously been forced to apologize for making transphobic remarks, and he stepped down days after this model was hired. So um, good riddance. Good, Good for the brand. Good for visibility and normalization of transgender people in the public eye. And, you know, it's a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. So for my next question, the mayor of New Jersey town is speaking out against a law requiring schools to include LGBTQ existence and lessons on bullying and history. What did he say about the law? A, it will cause children to ask their parents unwanted questions. B, it teaches children to exhibit homosexual behavior. C, it is an affront to almighty God. Or D, it wastes school and teacher resources. I will go with D. It wastes school and teacher resources. Nope. Is it the it's one actually, about Almighty God? Yep. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I thought you were making that up. <laughs> nope. 
that's that's <laughs> nope. Yeah, I that's mean, upsetting. he he did say a couple other things about you know mm-hmm. it's not up to the government to you know teach morality to children and whatnot. But mm-hmm. the the quote that stuck out to me the most and was you know the one that I think yeah. made more headlines was mm-hmm. the affront to Almighty God because it's just so ridiculous that like. I don't know, that people just automatically connect that so much with being like an insult to their religion just mm-hmm. to acknowledge that LGBTQ people exist or can be bullied for being LGBTQ. Yeah, and not even like like you were saying about like, or like the this this lawmaker or was it a lawmaker? Uh, he's the mayor of the town. Okay. So this was a town, yeah. pa- this okay. was a law passed on the state level okay. and he's the mayor of a town. Okay. So like this mayor was saying about like schools not, that schools shouldn't teach morality. They aren't teaching morality. They're simply including a part of history in history mm-hmm. classes like they're not they're not necessarily taking a stance on mm-hmm. lgbtq people they're just including it because it's something that happened it's a significant mm-hmm. part of history that has affected the course of the human condition so it's not even teaching kids whether or not homosexuality or lgbtq people are in the right or in the wrong and then secondly which i've i've gone into in numerous episodes of the <laughs> game show about religion taking part in people's decisions about other people's lives and the fact that many people tend to cherry pick their religion so Mm -hmm. aggressively in order to just support their bigoted views. The Old Testament, fun fact, also says that you can't eat pork. It says that you can't cut your hair. It says that you can't get tattoos. So I see a lot of homophobic people (laughs) who definitely do all those things. So sorry, you're going to hell. Surprise. (laughs) Um, so yeah, people mm-hmm. using their religion as an excuse for hate or bigotry is not a valid excuse at all, and it kind of makes me angry when I see that. But I'm also glad that there's generally a pretty strong reaction to homophobia mm-hmm. in in schools and in this context. Yeah. So and like you were saying, especially since this law, a decent part of it has to do with lessons about bullying, and mm-hmm. you'd think that you know the sort of religious response would be to respect that all yeah, bullying like, is bad, regardless of you who know, you're bullying. Jesus also said be kind mm-hmm. aka don't bully people so like i feel like that takes precedent over one verse in the old testament which you've cherry picked out so we both have one point as of right now and i'm going to move into my second question so this is where you andrew could take the lead mm-hmm. okay which of the following things did an ohio lawmaker not blame for the august shootings in dayton and el paso was it a transgender people b homosexual marriage c recreational marijuana or D, relaxed gun control policies? Hmm. I, this so, is kind of a free one. I'm kind of yeah, giving you this so the, one. The first three sound like relatively conservative stances. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say D. Yes, that is correct. Shocking, I know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> this is kind of the classic rhetoric of the GOP taking every step, doing every mental somersault to avoid facing the fact that I'm not going to try to get too political here, even though I've already cr- I've, I've gone <laughs> down that road, but um, to avoid the fact that the lax gun control policy within the United States is allowing mentally unstable people to get guns and in some cases to commit hate motivated crimes using those guns. And, you know, they they will blame everything else and they'll use they'll they'll somehow spin these tragic mass shootings to support their own bigoted views. So what do transgender people have to do with this? Like there's there's literally no connection there. Mm-hmm. These people just want to express their gender identity in the way that matches what they feel on the inside. 
and there's like not even a vague connection. The logic that she used for homosexual marriage being a cause of mass shootings and mentally unstable people are that it signals the breakdown of the traditional American family. You know what else does that? Divorce. And the divorce rate for new marriages is like 50%. Yeah. So I don't think homosexual people are the main issue here. Mm -hmm. I think you're a bigot. And then <laughs> recreational marijuana. It's like, what? Like, no. Yeah. And especially because, like, as far as I'm aware, none of these shooters had any relate any direct relation to any of those topics. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't make any sense to, like, yeah. draw any connection between those things because there's just nothing there's, there. And some other things that she blamed in there's like this long Facebook post that she wrote were like violent video games, which is like the whole thing that people are up oh, in arms yeah. about. There is no connection at all. Scientifically proven, there's no connection between violent video games and an increased rate of violence. Um, Japan has the highest video game revenue per capita in the world, and their rate of um, gun homicide and gun violence is hundreds of times less than the United States. There's really no connection that can be drawn between violent video games and gun policies. It's just the fact that people don't want to accept that guns are a major problem in America, and they will go through every little loophole to try and avoid accepting that. And mm -hmm. it's worked so far, and we're going to continue having mass shootings. There have been, I think, 249 mass shootings in the United States and less than 249 days this year. Mm -hmm. there have been, there's been more than one mass shooting per day in the United States. And that's staggering. I think the most, the next most per country this year has been like three or four the entire year. Like that's a staggering statistic. You can't ignore that. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating too that LGBTQ people end up being sort of another like, like the target casualty this. of like, this, no pun intended. Mm, yeah. And that, oh, you yeah. know, people, mm. you know, their main goal is just to find a reason. And in reality, they're just kind of pushing more and more weird assumptions and stereotypes yeah. Yeah, on yeah. normalization of mm. LGBTQ existence. All right. So for my last question, Jessica Swift is running to be Britain's first transgender member of parliament. What party is she running for? A, the Brexit Party, B, Labour Party, C, Conservative Party, or D, Liberal Democrats? I am not going to pretend to know anything about British politics. I don't really either. Um, <laughs> but I feel like you're trying to throw me a curveball here, so I will go with the Brexit Party. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was intentional because mm -hmm. I... That was kind of, I mean, otherwise, this is kind of a mundane question, but yeah. I thought that was, I was a little bit surprised that it was the Brexit party because mm -hmm. I would normally associate that as being as a more like the conservative party. Yeah. If you hadn't included in that option, I would have thought it was the Democratic Party for sure, because mm -hmm. that's just yeah. what I would have or assumed. the Labour Party. Yes. But, um, yeah, and I, but I think, you know, on one hand, obviously, I was a little bit surprised by that. And obviously, just because she's running doesn't guarantee she's going to win. But at the same time, I think it definitely means, you know, some amount of making steps and some amount of progress for trans people, mm -hmm. not just that she's running to be the first trans member of parliament, but also that it's in a relatively conservative party. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, that kind of speaks to itself in that acceptance of trans people is beginning to expand a little mm -hmm. bit. I mean, even though it is a conservative party who may not accept trans people as a whole, it might just be that she has the views that happen to match up with the trans party mm -hmm. or with the with the Brexit party yeah. and they're just happening to ignore the fact that she's trans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's still, again, normalizing it in the public eye, which mm -hmm. is a step in the right direction. Yeah. 
Because it would probably, yeah. I mean, again, I don't know that much about British <laughs> politics yeah. either, but I would guess it would probably be more surprising with the Conservative Party. Because I would guess, I think the Brexit Party is a yeah. little bit more a single issue, but right. still, it's like I just wouldn't really associate mm-hmm. that with their politics. Yeah. So it still, I think, says something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now for my last question, I believe we're at two points each, right? Yes. So this is the tiebreaker. You could win right. it right here. Yeah. So Coca-Cola recently released ads promoting gay tolerance and um, portraying gay couples and generally just creating um, a sense of gay tolerance. And this stirred up a lot of fury. So which country did this occur in? Is it A, Kazakhstan, B, Turkey, C, Hungary, or D, Argentina? Ooh, these are all countries that I don't know very much about, like the that is why politics. I chose, that is why I chose them. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Argentina. This is a guess. That is unfortunately not correct. Oh, um, it is Hungary. All right. So you know, as you said, I don't think any of us are particularly um, familiar with Hungarian politics, but yeah, Coca-Cola created these advertisements that promoted gay acceptance. They have images of same-sex couples just in like affectionate positions, just like hugging each other Mm -hmm. or whatever. And um, there are widespread boycotts of Coca-Cola. And, you know, people are just generally not happy. I'm looking right now at an image of a woman. There's like an ad on a bus stop, you know, like the the full ads on bus stops. And she's sitting at the bus stop and she has her her hand up to her face. Like she's like blocking it out from her view. Like not even like to like to show anything, just like for her own thing. Like she doesn't want to look at it. it doesn't even make sense. So the advertisements have like pro acceptance messages like love is love and zero sugar, zero prejudice. Which is <laughs> you know, I mean that's a whole separate issue about about corporate brands taking social justice issues and spinning them for their own profit. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly yeah. it hasn't worked here because Hungarian mm-hmm. people are not happy about this. Yeah. And this shows that while we have these big pride parades in New York City and in the United States, there are countries in which this view of acceptance is not nearly as widely accepted. And mm-hmm. it's just not nearly as safe to be a member of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, that's something that needs to be worked on. We often focus on the victories and that leaves a lot of room to kind of neglect the issues that still need to be worked on. But the fact that Coca-Cola is so openly portraying same-sex couples and trying to normalize it, even in countries where they might know that it might not get the best reaction, is a good thing, again, in the corporate world, regardless of whether or not they're doing it for profit, which they mm-hmm. are. Yeah. You know, we know they are. They're a corporation. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. But regardless of why they're doing it, it does increase the normalization of same-sex couples, which mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, there definitely are some LGBTQ-related ads that companies do that annoy me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. the ones that are clearly just like, hey, look, we have a trans employee. Look, and I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> but, this, you know, I think this is kind of on the mm-hmm. better side of that and yeah. that it's really just like, I mean, I haven't seen the ads, but it sounds like it's really just helping to normalize it. And I mm-hmm. think ads often do have a pretty significant role in culture and the way that people perceive the world and i Mm -hmm. think in that sense it is important for lgbtq identity and existence to be included in ads in a way that normalizes it okay so great discussions um unfortunately it looks as though we're tied Mm -hmm. so there's only one way to settle this and it's with rock paper scissors (laughs) 
<laughs> what about puns? I, I made a nice pun before we started. I feel like there's no that way this to is like the have Andrew a... game show. Okay. Well, that was before we started recording. So that was before the game show started. I suppose. So we're not going to count that. I suppose. Um, and there's also like no way to do like a sudden death kind of thing with puns because I can't think of things on the fly because I'm bad on yeah, pressure. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So let's rock, paper, scissors it out. Let me just All right. stretch out the old finger joints. All right. Okay. All right. So is this rock, paper, scissors going to be a one-off thing or are we going to do a best of three? Uh, let's let's do a one. Okay. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors says shoot. shoot. Woo, okay. I win. That is... since, since you couldn't see it, I did rock and Drew did scissors, so I win. I mean, there's no videographic evidence to corroborate that, but <laughs> I will admit I that it. Andrew I did win. It. Yes, um, so, Andrew, you know, the first time on the game show, and, know. you know, you're an up-and-coming talent. Clearly, you've beaten the host, oh, the one yeah. who originated the game show. So, I oh, think yeah. you're going to be a force to reckon with going into the future. Yeah, I will. So, once again, thank you for joining me, and thank you all for listening to the game show. <laughs>